0: All right, the Colorado Avalanche have played two games since our last recording, one that I was in attendance for, and I'm wondering if it was as lopsided on television as it was in person. So we'll talk about the two games that the Avalanche played and this week. It might be Thanksgiving week, but it is a very busy week for the Colorado Avalanche. Another episode of Locked on Avalanche coming right at you.
1: Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado
0: Avalanche. Of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode and another week's worth of shows at Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore. Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions to avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. Um, yeah, two games that the Avalanche played, and they could not have been more different uh, in, in play. The end result was the same the Avalanche with victories in both of those games. But man, you went from a game where you were just outplayed at every turn against the Carolina Hurricanes. And somehow you came away with a victory. And then a couple days later, you go out again on the road and play Washington and probably have your most complete game. It was nothing that was, well, the Nathan, Nathan McKinnon goal was highlight reel. That was fantastic, but everything else was just, by the book and and you were just a the better team and you just played good hockey all along, it took a little bit to get going in terms of like shots on goal. but once once things started happening, the Avalanche just looked solid. and I, I, I think we've been saying it for a couple weeks now like it just seems like the the avalanche team has like finally turned the tide of being uh you know uh, just so inconsistent. And I know we're going to talk about that game in Carolina, but you just you just have confidence in this team now. We're almost done with November. And I think that's where we thought we would be. Yeah,
1: it's honestly the tale of two games between Carolina and Washington. That Carolina game, you registered 15 shots. And yeah. the highlight of that game was England like taking out yorgiev um well, right, th- yeah i mean taking out frankie <laughs> I, the and then low you light had, of the game you mean that was your clippable moment of that game and then you have a a flawless victory um against washington where nathan mckinnon and kale mccarr looked incredible and yorgiev put up the first shutout for the avalanche like it and both games ended up being a win and you have that confidence that they know what they have to do in given moments and Leckie being the overtime um, hero against Carolina. Again. So it's the second line stepping up. So it's not just the first line doing everything. I mean, in that Carolina game, you had New Hook and Erod providing the goals. So it's a lot of fantastic things to build on. And like you mentioned, this week coming up, you want to take everything you've learned and keep building on top of that.
0: Remember last year, we said that so many times during the regular season that they're winning so many different ways and, yeah. and that will only help them come playoff time. And 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 that's exactly the way that the, the season went and the playoffs went and we all know how that ended. Uh, so I, I don't think that the Evs need to go through all that again because the, the majority of this team is intact mm-hmm. and, and did go through a lot of what the team went through last year. But it is good. It's still good to go through these games where you don't necessarily play your best game and still come out with a win. And and being at that game, uh in Carolina, by the way, first time in that arena, uh, very nice arena, fantastic people, let me tell you. In 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 Charlotte, I have a buddy who lives in Charlotte, which is kind of why and we drove to Raleigh where the arena is. Uh, even after the win, uh, you know. They, they, we had a row of guys that were all obviously hurricane. Fans. I was with my buddy who's a hurricane fan, uh, and they were all like congratulatory. They were all like, "That was a good game." Instead wow. of you know wanting to punch me and knock me out or anything <laughs> like that, like great people. So uh, it, it was it was an enjoyable game. Uh, met Jared from Lockdown Hurricanes too there, which awesome guy. So it, it was just it was a, a fun trip, and it's always better when uh, your team wins. Mm-hmm. But when you're sitting there watching it. And it was just like, man, like you just you just keep looking up at the scoreboard and you're just seeing the, the shots on goal for Carolina keep going up and the Avalanche is just sitting there. And it, I, I'm watching them play and I'm like, all right, they're not getting shots on net. Why? Is it their own fault? No. Like Carolina had a fantastic game plan for them. They gave them no time and space. They were playing very good for checking. They were playing good in all three zones. They were making life miserable for them. And when, when it got to when it was two to two, like when, when the Az were holding on to that two to one lead, you're just like, if they can just hold it, it's not their best performance. You give a lot of credit to Carolina, but if they can just hold on to this lead, like that, that's just a, a good, uh, it, you can look back and say, like, we battled for th- those points. And then when Carolina tied it, I'm not going to lie, you almost were like, this is going to be tough to get another goal. Yeah. You don't see another goal anywhere and then you're thankful that it went into overtime because you can generate chances clearly in overtime and that's exactly what happened. They, if you want to say they lucked out, I don't know if I'm I'm going to ever going to say it's a, it's a lucky win, um but it's one that they had to absolutely battle for and and that, I think that's the sign of a good team. You know, we're looking at the Denver Broncos who can't get out of their own way. If if they could, you know, just score, I think it's like 17 points in a game they'd be like 8 and 2. They can't find a way the Avalanche are finding ways to win, or at least they did against Carolina. And it, it shouldn't really come as a surprise because we've seen them do this many times before. Yeah, and that was literally the banner of last
1: year, find a way, um, Yeah, continuing it into this year. And when you see that adjustment, like that that first game against Carolina was a 4-1 win. This was Carolina adjusting to what Colorado Avalanche team they saw. And you could see that adjustment being made. And for the Avalanche to literally steal a game against Carolina after the adjustments, that speaks a lot to the core tenacity of this team. And we want to see what that looks like this week against Dallas because it's a lot of the same situation. Will they game plan and match up for the Avalanche in the same way? We'll find out. But these are these tight little back-to-backs, even though it's kind of bookending the week. If you can – if you could overcome the adjustments that they make just for your team, that speaks a lot to where this team is going, and I like the direction
0: the Avalanche are going currently. And you have to like how they're getting great goaltending from both guys right now. Yeah, uh, you know, Georgiev, like you said, the first shutout of the year for the Avs. Uh, Franco started off a little rough, but he's coming back around. Like he, he was the difference. In, mm-hmm. in the Carolina game. No doubt about it. Um, I know a lot of people want to throw the England, uh, the, uh, England thing on him for running into Frantos. I, I saw something after the game was over where Frantos said it was just a miscommunication. Um, he was telling me to leave the puck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I thought he had enough space. Like, And a lot of people are going to, you know... Um, Jump on England for for running into Franzos because he's the AHL player. They're gonna they're gonna rag on him. I, I'm kind of glad I, I saw I I didn't make a, a snap judgment. And she's like, "What the heck is this guy doing?" You know, like they're they're talking all the time on the ice, and it was just it. Uh, that's just what happened. And I, it's funny how you mentioned like that was the the uh, the highlight of the Azus. Really, wasn't much other than the uh, you know the uh, Leckin and goal. Yeah. But I'm not reading so much into that as as other people are. I think England is playing some pretty good hockey if you ask me. And that was just a, it was just a screw up. It's going to happen. He went from
1: Andreas England to Dave England from Jackass in one play. <laughs> and uh it 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 was head scratching. I've never yeah. seen it before in all the years I've watched hockey. I've never seen miscommunication on that level. It and happens. I think it was kind of it just kept building because there was a turnover and then a, a goal I think happened right. shortly after that. And it, it just, kept, yeah, well, it was not the stick it, out of his hand. The worst shift you could possibly have as a hockey player. He checked the box. Congratulations. Yeah. We all got to witness the worst shift in hockey. <laughs> um, But yeah, he's, he has been playing all right. He's been playing better than most. Um, you, you still, Want to see a little bit more, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't read too much into it.
0: No, I, I'm not. I'm not. I think he's playing okay. It was just it was just a screw up. It was just a bad play. Um, and, and as far as that game goes, yeah, you you got the the goal from Rodriguez was just like a kind of a a turnaround kind of no look shot, uh, that just got past Ranta. And then you had Alex Newhook on the breakaway, which man, did he need that? Yeah. What did he have in the uh capitals game he had another assist there okay so you had a goal in one game and you had an assist in the other sometimes you just need those points here and there to kind of just uh break out so we'll talk about the washington game um and then about the the week that we have right here because it, it's a busy one for the Avs and it's uh you know it's not like a make or break week or anything like that but it is uh could be Telling in terms of where the standings, how the standings look today, could be very different by the end of the week There's a lot of games to be played. But first, we are going to hear from Simply Safe. And did you know that over the holidays? Property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally. That's why our friends over at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off of their award winning security system so that families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. So you can order your Simply Safe system for half off and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind for the holiday season. Simply Safe. Is a whole home security system with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and out. Smarter ways to detect motion that alerts you only when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. So don't miss your chance to say big on the only ser- security system that we recommend. You can get fifty percent off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/slash locked on NHL. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, so the Avalanche go into Washington, uh, take on a struggling Washington Capitals fan, and you always say like, you know, when when you have a team that. This is of the Avalanche caliber right now. Uh, you go in and take care of business. It's not always easy to do in hockey. That's why I love the sport, because it's got parity like no other. Uh, and it's not just a guaranteed when a team who is kind of playing well like the Avalanche were, save for that Carolina game, uh, goes in and plays a team that's kind of struggling like with Washington. It's no guarantee that it's just going to go the way of the team that's playing better. Uh, but in this case, it did. The Avalanche got off to a a – Kind of, I don't want to say slow, a slow start in terms of shooting again. And, and I'm so happy it didn't end that way where they got another game that was 15 shots on goal because then that's all you're going to hear. Even if they had won the game again, that's all you're going to hear is like what's going on with the avalanche offense. Well, we know what's going on with the avalanche offense. They're missing a lot, but that's no excuse. You still were able to put 40-some shots up, I think, on that very same Carolina team. Uh, but you you know, you go in and, and you you have the most probably complete game that you've played this season against Washington. Uh, even though they're struggling, they still have this guy named Alex Ovechkin who you have to be wary of. Shut him out, which is great. How many? I think at one point, maybe towards the end, maybe he had a few more shots on goal. But Ovechkin, Ovechkin, yeah. I was gonna say I heard towards somewhere in the third that he only had two shots on net. Um, I think Riker was talking about that and that's all he had. So you had a great game plan for him. Uh that was a game where you're like, man, if we can do that, game and game out. It wasn't exciting again except for that McKinnon goal. Uh but it was just solid, sound hockey. And you in the game before against Carolina,
1: penalty kill was perfect. In the Washington mm-hmm. game, the penalty kill was perfect and that's Ovi on that pp1
0: who's one of and, the best that's, that ever be on the power play right
1: exactly so for the penalty kill to be tested like that and walk away clean huge huge win out of the both games like yeah. we complained about how the penalty kill looks it it's 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 humming right now you can't yeah. beat it and to take ovechkin it doesn't matter how old he is or who he's playing he's going to he's going to make a highlight reel goal in whatever game he's playing the avalanche completely took him out of the game there were points watching that game that I was like where in the world is
0: Ovechkin that yeah, he was so quiet you're right yeah not a he, lot Jost. He, yeah. he was just <laughs> it,
1: it it speaks a lot and honestly what you're asking this avalanche team to do being so injury depleted is as long as you're tallying a goal or at least making it dangerous in every period, the goalies can hold you up. And they did. They Mm -hmm. tallied a goal in every period of that Washington game and doubled it up in the third period. That's what you're asking for. That's what you want because it's, it's going hand in hand. The offense is really starting to gel and the goalies are becoming just brick walls back there. So you have confidence in your goalies, you have confidence in your forwards the defense is a little shaky and that's where the shots are getting out of hand. But once that gets addressed, I think we have the avalanche team. We fell in love with last
0: year. Well, you look at, uh, you know, your time on ice for the Washington game for the defenseman. And when you're, you're leading and you're uh, you know, three to nothing uh, you're going to roll out lines evenly. You're not playing catch up. Uh, but for the defenseman, you know, you had all of them. So England was two seconds shy of 14 minutes. So we'll, we'll bump him up to 14 minutes. They all played at least 14 minutes for a defenseman. You didn't have the out-of-whack, uh, you know, we'll go to the game before, okay, against uh, Carolina. Kale McCarr, almost 33 minutes. Devon Taves, 29 and change. Uh, Eric Johnson, almost 20. And then you had guys like England, who only played 826. Uh, Josh McDonald only played just over 10. So it it, it was just, when you say it was a a complete game, yeah, and the way that, then the style of play and how they were in control of the game. But that is a big factor. Everybody was just out there doing their job. Um, Even on the forwards, let's see, your, your bottom line didn't play a ton. Anton Bleed only played over a little over six uh dren hunt played eight minutes but other than that uh we had jason Magna who played seven so that last line didn't play a ton Um, uh, but you, you just you just liked everybody that was out there was doing their job they were doing it well and that man i i, I walked out of that and I'm like man that that was that was it like i said if if you see that game in and game out it's not gonna gonna be the, the most like Wow factor of a game, but I don't think the Avalanche care about that. They're yeah. just going out and they just want to get better every game. And now they're at that standard of the season, and I think you're going to see more of of that. And then as they get these guys back, you know, we're hearing that uh, Sam Girard is is day to day. He might play tonight, possibly. If not, sometime this week, you would expect him back. You get him back, you know, uh, and, and hopefully you you're, you know Byram's coming around the corner. And then the Chuskin and then Gabe, and let's go. Uh, I mean, the, the rest of the team that's on there right now is peaking at a good time. Yes, and you get all these other guys back, and you're just going to continue to ride that wave. And I think, and you mentioned somebody that stood out to me the most in the Washington game, and he.
1: Pl- there's two players on the Avalanche that play exactly the same. It, you mentioned J Mac. He looked really good, um, and he plays very similar to LOC. Like when they peak and when they're when they're in the zone, they're incredible. And they make you notice. Mm. And when they to get them both at the same time at that level would be premium, especially with the week that we have coming up. But J Mac really had himself a game against Washington. And I'd like to see McDonald kind of wiggle his way into this lineup because I really, really like how you hear fans talk about logo O'Connor and what he could bring to the game and his style of play. I have that same feeling when it comes to McDonald. I really like seeing him out there and especially when he has games like he did against Washington, that's going to come in clutch with yeah. the
0: onslaught that we got coming up. I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna ask you a question here. Um okay. and it might not be popular because it's it involves Nathan McKinnon and we all love Nathan McKinnon. Uh you know like he 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 is our superstar. Uh, one of our superstars. But at one point in the game in, in Carolina, and like I said, you're looking up at the, the, the screen and it's always just everything's favoring Carolina. At one point I looked up and they were about to take a face-off and it said they, they had the two guys who were taking the face-off and it had Nathan McKinnon for the day was like four for 24 on face-offs. And you look at his faceoff percentage in that game was 18% uh, against Washington, where we're saying they did a lot right, 29%. Should Nathan McKinnon be taking faceoffs? <laughs> I'm... I'm He's not the best at it, and even when he does win them, they're not clean. When's the last time Nathan McKinnon had a clean faceoff win where the puck goes right back to his own player, and then we can do something offensively, or if you're in the defensive zone, go on offensive transition? I love the guy. He's one of the he will be one of the, the all time greatest Avalanche players in history when he's done. That doesn't mean he's immune to some criticism, and for faceoffs, he struggles mightily. Should we be removing him from faceoffs right now? I think we've been asking
1: this question pre-pandemic. Um, hmm. I, don't, I don't think it's ever been his strong suit. It but hasn't. We we love to throw him out there. It's
0: uh, yeah, I, and you because can't he can't be do good it at it everything. All. I get it. I get well, it. But, but you think he can? You, and 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 he should be because he is the player that he is. And you see these moves that he does, and he, you know the the highlight reel goal that he had against Washington. Uh, against Abe Kubel, none, nonetheless. but So you just assume, because he can do all these superhuman things on the ice, he can take a face-off. For some reason, he can't. And I'm, I'm just thinking, like, let's come up with something else. I, I don't know. Uh, let me let me look at... Uh, I would much rather Nathan McKinnon true. be
1: on a wing when it comes to a face-off where somebody wins that face-off and taps it straight to him where he can hit right. that that snipe because i i don't want him in a scrum knocked to the ice tying somebody up and then feeding it to leckanen and then you rely on him for a minute until nathan mckinnon could get free right like he's not winning it and i'd rather have him there for a one-timer instead of trying to win something he's
0: statistically not because he's more valuable if you win the face off yeah you know what i mean he, he can do more damage if you win the face off and the puck goes to him you're exactly right now i was looking at uh Leckinen who doesn't seem to take face-offs. I, so, therefore, I don't know if he's very good. I don't know how often he's done it because he's on the line with Miko Rantanen and, and Nathan McKinnon who handle the face-off duties. Is there some history? If anybody knows out there, if, if Lekkonen did it a lot it, with Montreal, uh, why they're not at least entertaining this, I don't know. This is like the drop-back pass for them. They were doing it over and over. Like, in the beginning of the season, and, and I'm talking, you know, because – I'm, I'm just shouting this into the mist right now because their power play has been fantastic, but they got back to that just simple drop back pass that everybody knows is coming. The blues knew it was coming yeah. and, and, and they handled it perfectly. So to throw wrinkles here and there, look what happens when you do that on the power play. Why not do that on the face off? I, I don't know. Maybe he's too proud and he's like, no, I'll figure this out. And I just want to keep working on it, which I would respect that. But it it it's like I'm not kidding you, man. Like when he, when, if if Rantanen gets kicked out and McKinnon takes his place, I don't expect to win on a yeah. face off. I just don't. Hey, Charles so. Barkley's still working on his golf swing. So oh, that's a that's a brutal <laughs> thing to watch. <laughs> brutal. All right, uh, let's hear from Bet Online and then talk about uh, these games for the week, specifically the one tonight. Uh, who are they playing twice this week? Big, big deal. But first, we have betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Hopefully, you're not losing too much money on the Denver Broncos. Uh, you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer, eSports, of course, hockey. And you got the World Cup of Soccer going on right now, too. Man. Are you big into that? Oh, I played for years. Of yeah, I've never been a soccer guy, oh, but yeah. I'll I'll watch it. Every once in a while uh, and with, with, with the I mean, with this year, it's like you have to watch it, it only comes around once every four years. But uh, I will readily admit I am a fair weather fan when it comes to soccer. I probably only watch for the World Cup and that's it. That's all we need. Maybe the Olympics, but. We're around. I just can't get into it. Can't get into it. Uh, and if you love a sports podcasts, betonline.net has those as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is betonline.net, where the game starts. All right. So, busy week for the Avalanche and four games. For This week and uh, it's a little bit maybe a little bit surprising that they would have that on, on a holiday week uh, because let me go to December quick. I want to see what they have for the Christmas week. I mean that week uh, they have three games that week, but December as a whole is a pretty busy week for the Avs. Yeah, so for th- this week they're, they're playing Dallas in Dallas tonight, then they are home on Wednesday Thanksgiving Eve against Vancouver Thanksgiving off, and then Black Friday and Saturday, you have a back-to-back. You're in Nashville, and then you're at home again uh, against Dallas. So you're beginning and ending the week with the team who's in first place right now in the Central, and that's the Dallas Stars. And if you're thinking, oh, great, we have Dallas, uh, the second game of a back-to-back, they have the same exact schedule this week for the Avalanche in terms of games and the days that they are being played. Uh, cause I looked that up too. I wanted to see if how many days off Dallas might have before they play yeah, the Avalanche second game. Like I said, the back to back, but they're playing a back to back as well. Uh, I think they're playing in, no, at home against Winnipeg. And then they come to Denver the second day. So both teams are playing the exact same games on the same exact days. How do you think this is going to go? This is a big week for the Evs.
1: Yep. And to have the bookends being Dallas, um, I look forward to that. Having Vancouver in the middle. I look forward to that Nashville. You never, ever, 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 ever know what to do with them,
0: especially in Nashville.
1: Yeah. That's such a, it's such a weird game. And I think, is this not going to, well, we played them in the playoffs, but we had the too many men on the ice occur. That was like the one blemish last year in that beautiful month. So like oh, God, Nashville
0: still rubs me the wrong way that I hated that call. <laughs>
1: That Nashville, I'm not looking forward to that at all, but I really want to see how the Avalanche handled Dallas. Um, Yeah, man. It's been touted as like the best team in the Central, and they really got things together. And with how the Avs just completed the Carolina-Washington game, I want to see how this Avalanche team stacks up against this Dallas team that we've been hearing about.
0: Well, you have, uh, you know, you're going up against a team. And I want to see what they've done the past like ten games. See what they're they're. I'm going to bring that up quick, but and um, it's, it would be great to see a goalie ballet, a battle yeah, on this holiday week. I think you're going to see it. So they've won two in a row as well, um, unless they're playing right now, which they're not. So um, this is that, Dallas wants to prove that their start is is not a fluke. Yeah, you know, what I mean, I think a lot of teams are, are starting to. Or a lot of players, excuse me, a lot of fans are waiting for these teams that get off to a hot start to kind of come back to reality. You know, I know uh, the New Jersey Devils have won 13 games in a row, but people are not just throwing them in the Stanley Cup final right now. They want to say, like, you haven't done this in quite some time. So we want to see what this, what you guys do over the course of a season. We want to see if you do come back to the pack a little bit. Uh, same thing with Boston. You know, even though Boston has, like, yep. names that you know and you think, like, yeah, they should be there in the end, can they continue this start? And to some extent, that's true for for Dallas. They haven't got off to a start like, like you know, Vegas or or Boston or New Jersey or winning a 13 in a row, but they got off to a very good start. And I don't think a lot of people thought they were going to get off to that kind of start. We, we talked about that. A lot of people... Within the Central, a lot of people don't know who to slot in, kind of like in the middle of the pack for the Central. But a lot of people were putting Dallas there. Um, and you can interchange all those teams in the Central. But the fact that they've started as well as they have and have been number one for the Central for all this time, they're, they're not thinking like, oh, we're not a fluke. If if, if the media and the fa- and, and the opposing fan bases want to think that, let them think that. They don't care about that. But going into playing against the, the not only division rival, but the defending Stanley Cup champions, this is their moment right now. Not only to separate yourself from the team that's nipping on your heels, but to prove people like, yeah, we just stuck it to the defending champions. And that will only motivate them. That will give them more just confidence for the next couple weeks or month or so. So it, it, it's a big game. And the fact that you're playing them twice in a matter of five days Um, I'm I'm really getting excited for this week how it starts and how it ends for the abs. And it's a good way for the avalanche to
1: take over the top spot in central. Mm. You, if you want your spot back, you have to earn it. And this is the week to do it, you don't play them again. So, take care of it, get it done. Um, go in there and steal those points and kind of throw what Dallas is doing, bring it back to earth. Make them Mm. struggle a little bit. And then you get the additional Nashville game, another division game. You could really do some damage when it comes to your place in the standings this week.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like how I'm saying, like Dallas wants to prove to themselves and have confidence that they they would just beat the Avalanche. Same can be said for the Avalanche, saying like, you still got a ways to go, kid. Yep. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, But so the Avalanche... They, they have two games in hand against Dallas and they're only three points behind. Yep. So, I mean, they're sitting fine in the, in the vision. It's not, it's not about that, but um, I, I want to see what the, I really want to see what the, the second game mm. goalie matchup is Yeah, because they're both coming off a back to back. It's the second game of the back to back for both of them. So what do they do? Do they, you know, I, it, it would depend on you – you can't really make that decision now because you have to see how the week goes. yeah You're going to see Atan uh, during and Georgiev Monday, tonight. You almost have to guarantee that. And then how the week goes, I don't know. Like if the abs do do okay um, and you have to see how Dallas is doing, you, you might get another matchup. You might hold off on those guys in the first game. You know, put Francois out there against Nashville. I, I, or <laughs> give them a run at Dallas because I think right now the, the abs are feeling really good about how both of their goalies are playing. Same can be said for Dallas. Both those guys are playing very well. Mm-hmm. So uh, whatever the matchups are for both those games, uh, it, it, this is going to be a battle. I think this is going to be yeah. a, a really fun couple games to watch between these two teams. Uh, and you don't know, you don't know what to expect. I, I, I really like Jake Ottinger. I really like him and I hate saying that because he plays for Dallas but um he's he's so good. He's going to be he's going to be tough for a number of years and uh he's another guy who kind of wants to put up good numbers against a really good team. So it's going to be entertaining. Yeah, this is definitely making up for the
1: lack of Avalanche games that we had for the Global Series. Like this is quality yeah. hockey this week. Like and if you're visiting family and friends What a fantastic time to turn them on to the game of hockey in this (laughs) slate of games this week. Yeah. Uh,
0: You just look at like their stats and everything for Dallas and they're just they're killing it. Especially Jason Robertson, who just held out, held out for a a contract that he he thought was fair and he's repaying them right now. Hand over fist, 12 goals, 15 assists, 27 points. He's got in 18 games. So almost like
1: the guy that leads points for the avalanche.
0: Hmm. Very similar. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you would expect Kale McCarr to get his 200th point pretty soon here, which would be the quickest a defenseman has ever gotten to 200 points. So, uh, hopefully we can see, I was really hoping for that yeah. when I was in attendance, so I could humble brag about that, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, nothing happened in that game. So, so uh, uh, that was not going to happen.
1: It would be fitting that Cale would do it in Dallas where I have to hear that. God awful. Goal horn
0: that Dallas has. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think strapping because this is going to be a fun one uh, for for this entire week. You have Turkey Day off, and then it's right back to uh, some more games. So, and then, like I said, a busy, busy December. So, with that, uh, that is going to wrap it up for today. We will be back tomorrow, absolutely, talking about everything that happened between the Avalanche and the Dallas Stars. So. Until then, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. For Mister Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Lock On Avalanche Podcast. Let's get two big points tonight. See you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.